Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is an Ian special report. Now reporting. The very handsome Jewish man, Peter Rosenberg. Six. When the clock struck six, it meant one thing. Can I just say one thing, Don? Sure. Um, you're not Don. It stands uh but it's Don. not. Now, from the ESPN New York News Desk, here's Rosenbaum or whatever that guy's name is. One of your show is number one. Hi, everyone. Welcome to ENN. On Tiwi. Ray Rowe. I'd like to start off this ENM by saying good evening to my friend Michael. What do I get to carve? Very disturbing. And good evening to Don. Nom, 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 nom. <laughs> and good evening to myself. I'm not oh, yeah. being ball sacked. Um, wow. uh, by the way, Michael was ball sacked earlier today. How? Really? I'm told that the Kyrie Irving Skechers story was a uh, ball sack on Twitter. Great story. <laughs> but is it true? I don't know. Don't think so. Take a look, Don. I'm, I don't. I, that's what I was told, and I saw they did tweet it, and they are obviously a parody um, account. Uh, let's say good evening to Jeff Passan. I had a stuff off with my sister. Sad. And good evening to Jeff again. Crispy skin on all my meats rather than stuffing it inside each other just to be a jabroni. Even sadder. He really dropped a lot of gems today, I got to tell you right now. Um, so, Michael, earlier in the program, I told you that Natalie had a very interesting thought about your peace offering. Tell me. So, Don, here's the situation. Michael and I got into the aforementioned uh, text blowout that you were privy to. Yes. And afterwards, he he apologized, which was very nice. And uh, I think I sent a kind response. And I moved moved on, and then I came to work. And when I got to the desk, I saw him, and we we saw each other in the uh, meeting room. Um, Anthony's studio and you know had a regular conversation and then when I came to my seat in the studio I saw a note from Michael that said my peace offering and he sent me the same Reese he gave me the same Reese's sticks that he introduced me to a few weeks ago which you loved which were delicious which I finished when I sent Natalie the, a picture. I sent her a little picture of the note and the Reese's. And you, she was privy to that nasty exchange oh, we had? everything. She, she heard every word. What a jerk. What am I supposed to do? You don't have to, you don't have to bring her in. She's my partner. She didn't yeah. know it all, right, Don? Well, I, I didn't tell Jody that I, I destroyed you. I, I, I read the messages <laughs> to Nancy. I don't like how that sounded. Um, anyways, I... Uh, you wait, wait, you read it to Nancy, too? Yeah. Oh, you were sitting there like, this is getting hot and heavy, Nancy. Yeah, no, she was... We were both following it. Fuck. <laughs> You know, we, you know, to Don and Nancy, we were like two monkeys in a cage. Excuse me? <laughs> you know, we were like monkey? picking flies off our... our, our, our are, you, are, you, are you calling my wife a monkey? No, wow. we were two monkeys in a cage. Oh, um, anyways... So, well, you want me to do... I'm, gonna, I'm telling you, anything you tell me, I'm telling my wife. So just know that. 
That's the I, way it works in relationships I accept that it. aren't arrangements. Wow. See, let's not start a separate fight. So anyways, <laughs> I, I told Natalie, I sent Natalie a picture of the Reese's and the note. And her response later when I saw her was, I got to tell you, that was very charming. I, I now understand why Michael probably did pretty well with the ladies. Direct yeah, I, used to quote. Give, I used to give them um, candy from CBS. That, 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 that had to be sarcasm, yeah. right? No, she was dead serious in, in terms of it being just a very charming thing to do. She found it legitimately charming. I am charming. I thought, it, I thought it was a very kind gesture. It was unnecessary. No, it was kind. And it was, I don't know how charming it was. Well, it was, it was charming in that... He said peace offering. He brought back something that we'd already shared. It was a nice right. a nice gesture. He could have went, um, Anchorman, if could I gave you money out of my wallet right now. <laughs> oh, by the way, Aaron Boone, yeah. Yeah, he doubled down. He, what do you do? He texted me a turkey emoji. Oh, my God. The, you know what's next? A nude. <laughs> Stop, Michael, you would agree. They're, they're one text away from nudes. <laughs> He must be listening, because that's too much of a quinky dink there. First the turkey, then the snake. You know what I'm saying? No. All right. Let's I'll move tell on. You, I'll tell you one thing. Mm-hmm. If there is any rupture between us, it really hurts me. Who, me and you? No, no. We're, we're fine. Me and, oh, me you and, and Booney. No, it should. I, he's a tremendous guy. My job is to like make opinions, and I guess they didn't like the opinions I made. But it doesn't make me any less charming than Natalie said. Great point. I think he would beg to differ, perhaps, but it's 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 a tough gig, man. It's it's hard. Everyone wants us to just be positive all the time. Maybe if I just retire, we can be friends. Who you and Booney? Yeah, I would consider that. And then the, then yes, could bring in a total homer to do the play by play, and then then everybody would be happy. Why don't you tell him? You know what? I'm going to go ahead. I, I care enough about your feelings that I would like to resign. Do you think you'd appreciate that gesture? He might. And that would be a really, really well, nice Well, would he thing. say, okay. Or would he say, no, you don't have to do that. No, he might say, good, do it. Then we'll get a pom-pom waiver up there, and I won't have to worry mm. about being criticized. You know what? Let's get into ENN, shall we? <laughs> I, I think it's probably better. That was deep. That was emotive. The Jets have benched Zach Wilson. You don't know that. I do. It's actually an absolute fact at this point. A lock. Uh, announcement came from Robert Sala earlier. Let's hear from Coach Sala. Um, first saying that um, the, to the question, was it a mistake to start Zach right away? You could always go back and play the hindsight's 2020 game. You do what's best for the team at that very moment. It's a developing roster from a year ago, and he went out and played with a bunch of young guys that were developing, and he made strides. I still think he's leaps and bounds ahead of where he was a year ago. And there's just a few things in his game right now that, and it's just one man's opinion that I think will just continue to deteriorate if we just keep throwing him out there. And so, like I said, it's just just got to give him a chance to reset. Now, here's the great question. Uh, what changed from Sunday when he said that Zach would absolutely be the starter till today. 
obviously after a game you haven't had a chance to watch everything when you look at it from last game and you just see some of the things that were popping up and it, again it's not just Zach just as an offense altogether the simple running blocking passing catching the simple fundamentals and the simple basics that need to be executed it's our job to take a step back and you start watching you just go back and watch all the practices and you're just trying to absorb as much information as you can and for me it was just you know what this, this young man needs a reset there's just a lot of things going on for him and for the offense and it's just in my opinion that he just needs a chance to go off to the side just catch your breath and like I said he's got to reconnect to these fundamentals otherwise it's just going to keep going and at least in my opinion and it doesn't mean that we've lost faith in him it doesn't mean that we've wavered off of what we, where we think he's going to go but it's I mean consider a slingshot you might get pulled back a little bit but I still think when we let go it's going to take off so uh, the reset I mean do they think he's an Apple product like just unplug him and plug him back in because that's what they're doing. And also, I, you know we like Salah. A lot. I don't like him as much as I like Aaron Boone, but it's close. But in real time, you've got to see that this guy's struggling and get him out of the game. You can't wait for the tape. You lost a game. Well, you lost a game that dropped you from first place to last. you got to make that decision in-game. That's what great coaches do. Well, unless it just wasn't on the table. Like, you know, we... We all agree, and even Rich Samini said, that Woody's involved in this. And the assumption is that Woody probably went in there and said, I want him benched. And that's why they went from, I had no idea I was going to bench him, to now now all of a sudden you're benching him. It could be the other way, too. It, it, it could be that, you know, maybe there was a, a feeling like, I got to keep this guy in here because the owner wants this guy to be the quarterback. He's the second overall pick. He wants him in there. I, I just think that there's disagreement. I just don't know whose side anybody's on. But for Robert Sala to go from, it didn't even cross my mind to bench him, to now benching him. And I know you got to look at the all-22s and all that. But for it to not even be on the table. And remember, they moved. Flacco was the starting quarter, was the, the backup quarterback for the first, what, five, six weeks of the season. And then over the last three weeks or so, it's been Mike White. So they had to be at least thinking... Who gives us a better chance to win if we decide to bench this kid? Had to be on their mind. So why didn't it cross his mind against New England? I, so it, it's, it's the whole thing. It, the right thing is being done. He needs to sit. He needs to watch. He needs to learn. Here's it's something- just I need to know. I just want to know, is it, is it for him or is it for the team? Here's what I don't get. So you believe that Mike White, gives you a better chance to make the playoffs than Zach Wilson and Joe Flacco. Then explain to me why when Zach Wilson was hurt at the beginning of the year, they used Joe Flacco. Because he had an awful camp. Oh, well, he hasn't played any game since then. Right? Well, I, I guess we, we tried to ask Rich, but it's, it, it's difficult because it's not like they get a chance to watch practice. He has been practicing as the second-string quarterback for the last three, four weeks, so did they see something? Or is it just a case of, we just need somebody different? It can't be him. Well, wouldn't you go with the Super Bowl-winning quarterback who has five touchdowns more than Zach Wilson in, <laughs> in, in, in eight games? Or in, in seven games? Well, I mean, again, they don't have a lot of great choices, Michael. They move, They deactivated Flacco. So, obviously, something happened between training camp, the first few weeks of the season, and today where they think Mike White's a better quarterback than Flacco. But don't make any mistake here. I know a lot of Jet fans are excited because of what happened against Cincinnati last year, and it's somebody that's not Zach Wilson. 
My, I, I really don't have a lot of faith that Mike White's going to light it up. They don't have a lot of alternatives well, here. It's just that right now, after a game in which anybody, any other quarterback in the NFL would have won, they, they just want somebody that's not Zach Wilson right now. Uh, here's, a, here's an answer I'd like to hear from Salah. This is an interesting one. Um, what makes you think Zach Wilson is a franchise quarterback? Well, you have to include work, I think. you got to include everything within his body of work. You see him at practice. He's got tremendous arm talent. He's very good in the room and talking to him with regards to football and talking about and, and watching tape. There's a lot of flashes that happen that you know that normal quarterbacks can't do but can't make. And it's just a matter of him regaining that consistency and with regards to the basic fundamentals. And, you know, at the end of the day, the truth is no one ever knows anything. But at the same time, I just – I know I got faith in him. I think he can do it. Can I be – I like Robert Sala. But and this I feel is a butt sound, coming on. Oh, it already happened. This is going to sound harsh. But as a defensive guy, is, is he the one really qualified to know? And, and I mean that seriously. You're a defensive guy. You've been a defensive coordinator. You've been around the league. And I'm sure you have to know, obviously, more than we do about what makes a starting quarterback. But is he really the person? Is LaFleur better equipped to tell you that than, than Salah? I'm, I'm asking legitimately, or it's just, hey, you're a head coach, you should be able to know these things, but is, or is he just talking like, hey, it's a second overall pick, we're not going to give up on him, but do you sense that Robert Salah believes what he's saying there? All the things he talked about, work ethic, and but you got to see it. You keep bringing up Josh Allen. Josh Allen threw for a thousand more yards in his second year than he did in his first. And then 1,500 more yards in his third year from his second. Now, uh, Stefan Diggs had a lot to do with that, but the, the progression was immediate. The only, the only movement Zach has made since day one is backwards. Am I wrong? No. Are, are you saying that's, that's not what you want? Is what well, no, saying? no, that's certainly not what you want. So is Salah just you know, throwing support to the second overall pick, or does he really believe that he sees something there? I don't, I don't know. I'd like to know if Salah was all in, like all gas, no break, I, on Wilson. I don't know. Or was uh, that Joe Douglas? We all, we'll never know. I, I, again, I, 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 or is it just, hey, I have faith in Joe Douglas that he went out? I, I have no idea, Michael. None. Now, should he have a say? Remember, Douglas came before Salah. So you want your head coach to be on board, but was Robert Salah – a defensive coordinator, first year, you know, getting to be a coach for um, a head coach for the first time in the NFL. Is he the person? He should have an opinion. But if you're Joe Douglas, are you going to ask him who do you like better, Fields or or, or Wilson? Or are you going to ask Lafleur or ask an offensive guy or ask somebody that's dealt with quarterbacks before? I don't know. Am I, am I being insulting to Salah? I mean, Steve Young keeps talking about how you can't grow as a quarterback when you have a defensive head coach. So isn't the assumption that you need an offensive guy to be able to make these decisions? You, you know, one thing that I'd like to step in on, though, hmm. Justin Fields is not great. No, Justin not Fields is a running quarterback. He is not great whatsoever. But, okay. So if the Jets had a different decision to make, Don, it wasn't taking Justin Fields. It was trading that for a truckload of picks and improving in other okay. areas True. and keeping Sam Darnold. But has Justin Wilson been better in year Justin two Fields. than in year one? I mean, Justin Fields has yes. been better in year but, one than year two. But he's not better throwing the ball. He's better running the ball. They're, they're unleashing him as a running back. They're doing Lamar Jackson. 
Well, that's that, that's fine. But right but, now, but who's the better throw. quarterback? I don't. I don't know if it's that distinct. Well, I still believe that there's an upside to Wilson. You just got to find it. Are, are the Jets equipped to find it? See, that's the other question. If you have not been able to crack the code here, he's going to sit and he's going to watch. Who is working with him moving forward to get him better when the same people have not been able to figure it out before the benching? That, that's, that's ultimately where they have to figure out. Do they have the right people to mature and grow a quarterback? Let's, let's move to the giant side of things. I don't know if you know this. They're playing the Cowboys tomorrow afternoon. Oh, yeah. It could be ruining Dave Rothenberg's uh, Thanksgiving. Which yeah, I should, should I check in with Dave during the game if they're not doing well? You know like what? say nervous? Well, because you're a bad guy, so yeah. Yeah, it's right on brand for you. Um, let's hear from but Brian. charming. Let's hear, from, <laughs> let's hear from Brian Dable. Uh, does the season start after Thanksgiving? Yeah, all the places I've been. Again, you put yourself in a position, you know, at this time of year, every game matters. You know, the games you played in the beginning, but it's, you know, gets closer to the end. You got to treat it the same as you treat every other game. And we have a division game that's, you know, we're playing a, a team that's they're really good. Um, I just like to add, guys, I'm not trying to be obnoxious, but I have to be honest. It's This game is so important for the Giants because not only is it about, of course, being up against the Cowboys, it's also setting up for the fact that you're up against the Commanders now two out of the next three weeks. Yeah. So it is a monster well, game. I, I'm not a big style points guy, but with all their injuries, wouldn't you look at this team differently if they, if they lost the game hard. 41-7, but if they end up lose, you know, losing the game 17-13, wouldn't you say that's almost like a win? I, I would say this. You're bummed from a this season standpoint, but you're feeling good about what this team is. If they do that, I don't know if you're bummed this season. No, like you're it, bummed in the immediate. That might make, you know, well, I don't think there's a giant fan alive that believes they're winning this game against Dallas just because of how banged up they are. So if they go out there and they lose the game 21-17, you're saying to yourself, well, they can get healthier with 10 days off to get ready for a commander's team and maybe be able to beat them. No, I agree with you. I just mean bummed in the sense that anything you lose in this divisional race is a bummer. But I agree with you. You walk away with your head high if you can play close. To the other side of the ball, here's Dak Prescott. Uh, apparently, he wants Odell Beckham Jr. in Dallas. He knows how much I've, I've won him here. A lot of these guys in this locker room I've seen have reached out on their own in and, and different ways to make sure that, yeah, he understands that this is a team that he can help and we want him to come help. As I said before, I understand it's a business, but right now I guess it's a who can recruit better. Yeah, I don't know necessarily about what he's looking for when it comes to the numbers and long term and all that, but I know that we want him here and hoping all, it all works out. We shall see. So maybe tomorrow will be the Odell Beckham Jr. Bowl. Um, I like it. Now, last week we talked about um, an assistant in, for the Titans getting in trouble for a DUI. Yeah. Uh, well, let's move to Monday Night Football where the, a Cardinals assistant coach says, I see your DUI and I raise you a groping a woman. Uh, yeah. Sean Coogler has been fired after he groped a woman in Mexico City, according to sources. Mexican authorities were notified of the incident, which happened Sunday night, and informed the Cardinals, who terminated Kugler and sent him back to Arizona. Uh, this is crazy. Kugler is the second Cardinals assistant to be accused of assaulting a woman this year. Now, no investigation, just automatically fired? What do they have? Well, there was a police report filed. So the police supposedly had the goods on him, and then he, they told the Cardinals, and the Cardinals said, you're out. Now, do we, did any of this end up on hard knocks? 
Ooh. Oh, yeah, they were obviously, they went to Mexico, obviously. Good question, Don. Um, and with that, Don, let's get into a little thing we like to call World Cup Watch. Oh, oh can you believe this? Go, go! Oh, World Cup Watch. I won't try eggs. I'm going to try soccer. If you don't like it, you would say soccer, then you're a moron. Uh, right? Thank you, Don. Uh, here today scores Croatia and Morocco uh, living up to the uh, disrespect that people give soccer, uh, according to Don's Daily Don today. Morocco and Croatia 0-0 final. Uh, Japan scores in the 75th and 83rd minutes to shock Germany 2-1. Now there's two monster upsets so far with, of course, uh, Saudi Arabia beating Argentina a couple days ago. Uh, Spain against Costa Rica, no, no upset to be found there. Spain, you know, 7-0 winners, put up a touchdown. And Belgium uh, beats a game team Canada 1-0. Of course, guys, Friday at 2 o'clock. The biggest U.S. soccer game in ages as the United States takes on England. All right, so I've got, I'm going to slide in a little would you on this. All right. So what time is that on Friday? That's a two o'clock vehicle. All right, so everybody leaves the house but but Natalie. Two o'clock, it's 1.55. And she's she's ready. Oh, my God. She she wants to to make out with her man. Okay. Do you put her off and say, listen, I got to watch this game? Or do you give it half the effort that you should and watch the game out of the side eye? There's a lot of situational things at play here. Um, Listen, soccer's a long game. I I think you can kind of handle two things at once. You know what I mean? Yeah. Let's be honest, Michael. Peter's a short game. This is no knock on soccer. But there could be – the USA can be on the other side of the field. Bringing it up. Peter could be finished and she could be pregnant before they've got an opportunity oh, to score my. on the other side. Well, by the way, it, it, with the U.S.-England game, Don, we could take we could take 90 minutes. There may be no U.S. chances. We don't know. We don't know how. <laughs> I mean, everybody's laying out. out. I mean, there were stories that the NFL toyed with the possibility of having a Friday game. No, they, they No, the next year they're going to right. Black Friday. But, but they could have done it this year, but they weren't going to even think about it because they didn't want to go up against it. Now, isn't the, that ridiculous? Well, you the, don't think they'd win in the uh, in United States? It would definitely take a hit, especially if they're doing it on a uh, streaming platform. And remember, Michael, one other thing to remember, you're coming after three games the day before. And so also people- Fox's... You know, your partner. And well, Fox, your partner. Everybody, right. I mean, the the the, um, the NHL's created kind of a tradition of the afternoon game the day after Thanksgiving. Not doing it this year. As far as, like, the nationally televised game. This is going to crush anything it goes up against, including football. I think now, there's some center stage re- reruns that are going to really... Oh, that's also big, yep. I've heard. Now, now, football would hold its own, but they're thinking, oh, well, why would we have this showcase game and go up against something that the entire world's not going to be as interested in? Especially if you end up getting a dog, right? I mean, who knows what, what the game would be? I'm predicting 7-1 England. Wow. Well, no, no, no. Why don't you rephrase it, Michael? You're hoping. No. 
No, yeah. my country. No. no. Why don't you just own it? You're rooting against the United States. You want them done, out, so we can stop even having the World Cup watch and talking about it. You are op- you're not openly, but you are rooting against the United States. Go ahead. Say yeah. Tell us. I-, I can't say it because I- I'm not a selfish person. I don't just think about myself and wow. things. That is very sweet of you. Yeah, but I'm, that said the man who said, I'm rooting for me. Um, if you guys are okay with it, I'd like to give you the NFL announcer lineup after the break. True, mm. good. But I do have one quick story. Please. Oh, I like this. This is from Mike Puma of The Post, okay. and I don't get it. The Mets gauged Carlos Beltran's interest recently about potentially joining the coaching staff. Beltran indicated he's not interested in that type of role at the club. I love Carlos. Does he think he's going to get a manager's job first? Don't you have to integrate yourself back? Well, isn't that what he'd be trying to do if he, if he, if he joined the staff? Yeah, like, but he's uh, not. Turned it down. I, 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 yeah, that's what I'm saying. This is a great opportunity unless he just believes that his next opportunity should be the manager. And I, and I can't, I can't disagree with him. He had it. He had the job. Right, so I, I guess he's thinking, why do why because because the, the gambling thing never changed, right? So he was punished for that. So does he feel like he's got to work himself back up, or just kind of wait for the smoke to clear and then get another job? Everybody else got their job back. I I believe the best shot for Carlos is to to work his way back and be I, coach first. If I were him, because you know I don't know how long Buck plans on managing. Uh, do you know? No. How old is Buck? 66. All right, so maybe Buck figures, I'll, I'll do this for a couple of more years. But do you think that the Mets would then pivot to Beltron? Well, why not? They were, they were going to hire him. It was done. But then they, they fired him because, well, because of, they of had to. Houston. No, because they had they to, and then everybody else any, got their job back. They didn't have to do anything. They did well, not have to they, do that. They felt, I, I, I think they felt like they, that they wanted to, to, uh, to follow suit. And whether they were right or wrong... But I, I still think probably think they'd have an appetite to have him, and, and why not? Why not hang around, learn from Buck, and and be there for a couple of years? And if Buck decides to retire, slide in. But but maybe he's got an offer, Michael. Maybe he knows in the next year or so he's going to get a managerial job. Maybe he knows that. Maybe he wants to stay with yes. You know what we should do? We should take a break. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Hey, buddy, hey. Catch the show on demand wherever you want. Just subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts. Guys, it's time for this week's NFL announcer lineup. And Don, please remind me when we get back to tell everyone why Michael will no longer jokingly say that he's a fan of Jerry Jones. Have you seen today's news? I have. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. It's not what you want, 
I would say, though, let me rank it in terms of things that shock me. I'm going to put it at (laughs) 0.0. But I'll tell you that in a little bit. For now, we start off with your Week 12 NFL announcer lineup. And, of course, guys, it starts tomorrow, Thursday, on CBS in Detroit. The Buffalo Bills in town to take on Jared Goff and your Detroit Lions. For a call like this, you need the man, Jim Nance. Hello, friends. He'll be joined by Tony Romo. I'm so nervous. And Tracy Wolfson. Go to 430. The Giants and the Cowboys on Fox. Our guy, Kevin Burkhardt, on the call. Keith, these are definitely not pumpkins. Greg Olson will be joining him. Aaron Andrews. You know what? For future reference, we need need to find an Aaron Andrews drop. We've never had one. It it feels wrong that we don't have one. I'm going to work on that, Anthony. And also Tom Rinaldi. The late game, of course, tomorrow night on NBC sees the New England Patriots in a game that this show will be locked into. Everyone with major points on the line. The New England Patriots at the Minnesota Vikings. NBC, Mike Tirico on the call. He'll be joined by Tony Dungy and Jason Garrett. Really? Why? I don't know. Not sure why they're trying a Garrett vehicle. Mm, That's what we're getting. I don't get it at all. Yeah, I don't know. There are some people who just seem to get a lot of opportunities, huh? JG is one of them. Let's go to 1 o'clock Sunday. A beautiful game on on Fox in Carolina. The Denver Broncos in town. Uh, Don, this game is ripe for a Michael K. pick. I'm shocked he didn't take it. Uh, Chris Myers on the call. I have Chris Myers. He'll be joined by Robert Smith. Uh, Tampa Bay is at Cleveland as the Bucks try to keep things rolling. This game's on Fox. Don's best friend, Kenny Albert, on the call. Then I usually play ping pong. I've been doing that for the last uh, week or so. He'll be joined by the great Jonathan Vilma. The Ravens at the Jaguars. CBS, Andrew Catalan on the call. Going up high and bringing it down for six. He'll be joined by the great James Lofton and Amanda Renner. The Texans at the Dolphins. CBS, your favorite, Spiro Didi's on the call. He'll be joined by Jay Feely and Aditi Kinkwabala. The Bears at your New York Jets. Uh, Don, that's a Fox vehicle, and okay. it will show uh, Fox's finest. Joe Davis on the call. He'll be joined by Daryl Moose Johnston, the most underrated man in sports broadcasting. We go to Tennessee, Nashville to be exact. The Bengals and the Titans. Iron Eagle on the call. Lost in the sauce. He'll be joined by Charles Davis and, of course, Evan Washburn. The lobby is bustling. There is an energy here. The last one o'clock, I'll be dialed in. The Falcons at the Commanders on Fox. Adam Amin on the call. Why didn't you pick this? You know what? I just, I don't, glad you asked, Michael. Because it wasn't on Thanksgiving. A, it wasn't on Thanksgiving, and I'm not gutless. And B, I just don't, the number's too high. Four-point favorites, I don't know. Atlanta does play kind of tough. Hey, I, I took two of the three games. Why am I gutless? Fine, you're not that gutless. You're, you're one-third gutless. Uh, also, Adam Amin will be joined by Mark Schlereth. And I don't see her name here, but I'm guessing it's also Christina Pink. And you know what that means. Stinking pink. That's right. 405 CBS, the Chargers at the Cardinals. Kevin Harlan on the call. And it will not be a good night. Trent Green and Melanie Collins. Also 405, the Raiders 
uh, at the Seahawks, trying to make it two in a row, the old Las Vegas Raiders. Greg Gumbel on the call on CBS. You like clowns, Arch? He'll be joined by Adam Archuleta and A.J. Ross. 425, the Rams and the Chiefs on Fox. You guys know who's all over that call. No. Come on. Rams, Chiefs, Fox. Is it Burkhart? Oh, sure it is. Keith, these are definitely not pumpkins. He'll be joined by Greg Olson, your second helping of Burkhart and Olson on this Thanksgiving weekend. Also at 425, the Saints and the Niners on Fox. That'll be Kevin Kugler and Mark Sanchez. I'm not married. I don't have a girlfriend. I don't have kids. I just want to play ball and I want to win. Sunday night football, the Green Bay Packers at the Philadelphia Eagles. If I had not bet at all on Thursday, Don, I might have laid a lot with the Eagles on Sunday night. Hmm. Mike Tirico on the call. He'll be joined by Chris Collinsworth. I feel great. And Melissa Stark. The Monday Nighter, uh, that would be the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Indianapolis Colts. Blech. On ESPN. Sorry, Joe Buck. <laughs> I want you to love me. Troy Aikman. Come on, Daddy. And Lisa Salters. And that is your Week 12 NFL announcer lineup. Thanks for listening to the Michael K. Show podcast. Well, that's awesome. Looking for more access to the show? That's right, man. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at TMKS ESPN.